Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, Matt. Paul Cronin, CEO, Adriatic Metals, uh, which owns the high-grade Varus Silver Project in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, as well as the Raska project in Serbia. Well, this is a nice quick one. You put out a press release this morning. I haven't really had time to digest it, so I'm ho- hoping you'll do the heavy lifting for me. Uh, DFS, off the back of the PFS, what are the big numbers we need to appreciate? Uh, look, I think, um, you know, when we did the DF, the, the PFS last year, uh, we had, we're looking at sort of producing four different concentrate streams. We've uh, dramatically simplified the project. We're now producing just two concentrate streams, uh, a zinc concentrate with low iron, uh, perfect for a number of European smelters, um, and a silver lead concentrate uh, with payable gold, copper, antimony, uh, lead, and silver. Um, uh, We've adjusted the mine plan. Uh, It enables us to get into the high-grade zones early, bring ore to surface into the three stockpiles that we've defined uh, to enable us to to do some more sorting um, and make sure that our commissioning time frame is substantially reduced because we know exactly what's going into the plant and what the plant should produce at the other side. Um, so fundamentally a massive de-risking exercise um, that's giving better economics. The NPV aids has um, increased from 1040 to 1068. Uh, the internal rate of returns um, up now at 134%. Um, payback has reduced from 15 months to eight months. Um, so all in all, um, you know, we we think the study is really robust. Uh, we worked on uh, by a array of consultants, but primarily Ozenko out of Toronto, um, uh, who've coordinated that with our own team and, and over the last Several months, uh, we've been building up our owners' team uh, with some some key new hires, getting ready to you know to kick off the construction of this because obviously we're now fully permitted. Um, uh, so things are definitely moving in the right direction, and I think you know most people recognise uh, Adriatic doesn't really sit on its hands for very long. Um, we tick off one milestone and we move straight on to the next one, and. Uh, uh, and for us, obviously, we're, we're knee-deep in the project financing uh, process and discussions. Um, we're just about to finish our international ESIA, which we've worked on with Wardell Armstrong in Cornwall, um, with a lot of input from the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development. So we are following uh, their performance requirements. Um, and, uh, look, I'm, I'm generally really happy with the direction that the company is going, um, things really couldn't be better for us, despite choppy markets. Okay, you, you, you've optimised the the DFS, or you've optimised the PFS in, to, to present this today. Um, all looks good. The big question people are going to ask, and you've touched upon it briefly there, is when does this thing get financed? What's it going to cost you? So how far advanced are those discussions? Yeah, look, we've got the independent technical expert reporting to the lenders next week. Um, uh, we're not concerned about anything that's in that report. We've finalised all of the um, uh, due diligence reports in terms of um, staff, in terms of country risk. Um, legal due diligence has been finalised at the moment. Um, so I think generally we would expect, you know, lenders to be in front of their 
uh, investment committees, the credit committees in the first week of September. Um, uh, and, and at that point, um, you know, assuming all the terms are as they, uh, as they were presented to us um, initially, uh, I think we'll be in a position to, to move to close that financing fairly quickly. Okay, Look, we, we've had enough discussions in the past about the you know, construction of the um, project, what, you, what the focus is, and you know where, where are you going to spend your time, money, and effort. Um, I noticed that you've left a few things out of this DFS too. Mm. Why? Yep, we've left out. Well, Via Vacher Open Pit was always coming in at the end of the Rapids of Mine Life. Um, it didn't add a lot of value, um, you know, on a on a present value basis. Uh, to the to the project or the company, um, uh, so we've we've left that out of the study, um, but we are still looking at options to to bring that into production. What has changed um, is that we've had some exploration success. We've we've announced that we've drilled um, a good high grade intercept uh, uh, about eighty meters north of the main ore body. Um, now, we don't know whether that is a continuation of the current ore body yet or it is a repeat uh, of the ore body because structurally controlled deposits like this tend to repeat. Um, uh, we'd be delighted if it was a repeat, but we've got to go and do more work on it. Um, so we're, we're optimistic about it, but we're also you know, suggesting to investors um, that we do need to do more work before we can understand what the impact of that is and we obviously need to test the extents of it. Um, our drilling this year has been really focused on geotechnical for construction. <laughs> um, uh, but we are now getting more rigs in to expand that exploration program as well. <laughs> the other significant change, uh, which is fundamentally reduce the capex and de-risk the project, particularly from a logistical perspective, is we've deferred the development of the Barrard circuit. Barrard, as you know, is a low value, low margin product, um, but you, we, you know, we were going to be producing nearly a million tonnes of it over the last month. Um, uh, because of the dynamics of that market, uh, with respect to COVID, uh, and because uh, of the turmoil that is in global shipping at the moment, we did not have certainty that Barrett would make a positive economic contribution to the project. Um, and so we have decided to take that out. We've left space in our site layout to rebuild it later. That could be in a month, in six months, in a year. We'll see. Um, uh, uh, but we have made that decision to take that out for now, and I think that really massively simplifies the execution of the project. Yeah, I think I think it does. Um, which we've, we've talked about previously. Uh, you've, you've also, and I'm not I'm not going to um, give you um, to, to you know I'm not going to I don't want to sort of dig down into some of the topics we've discussed previously. People can go and look at those interviews. Um, some of the other things, and I know you're you're a bit, you're in a rush uh, in a second to go and talk to investors, but. Uh, OTCQX uh, listing happened since we last spoke. Why did you feel the need to do that now? Uh, look, we've we've had a lot of requests from North American uh, retail investors that said we want we can't easily buy ASX or London. We'd like to, an opportunity. Um, uh, we've done that. We've seen you know that I think that's been rather successful um, from when that when that happened uh, a few weeks ago. 
Um, uh, so that just brings in, you know, a different potential investor base. Um, we know North Americans love silver. Um, we are a silver producer um, primarily and, and um, you know, we look forward to, uh, to getting the, the sort of multiples that silver producers get. You're still a silver company then? We're very silvery, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I noticed like 40% of revenue from silver and gold, but uh, obviously the markets have uh, come off a bit. Any, any views on that one? I'm asking CEOs why, why the market's doing its thing at the moment. What do you think? Uh, look, I think we've seen concerns over the Delta variant, COVID, and the, and the impact on that. We've certainly seen data that suggests that certainly on the Pfizer vaccine out of Israel is having an impact. So there's a bit of uncertainty there. I think we've got uh, interventions by um, uh, by central banks uh, and their boards uh, suggesting that, you know, uh, inflation is transitory. Um, but I think we all expect interest rates to rise reasonably soon. Uh, I don't think my view is in what I've seen from the from our own procurement um, uh, is that inflation is probably pretty entrenched, quite frankly. Um, so, um, you know, I think that's causing a few wobbles. People are looking for some sort of direction. Uh, we're certainly seeing an increase in volatility. Um, but I think we go back to the fundamentals and the fundamentals of demand for precious, um, demand for silver in particular, which is being driven by photovoltaic and uh, EV charging. Uh, if we look at the demand uh, for, for zinc, for copper, all around the electrification and decarbonisation of the world, there is not enough supply. Um, and I think, you know, higher metal prices are here to stay. Right. Well, like, Paul, um, like I say, you've got, you've got a dash. appreciate you taking our call this morning so quickly off the back of this DFS. Um, do you know, I went to, I was on holiday in the Adriatic Sea last year, last, last week. Nice place you're doing business in. I like it. Yeah, I wish we were a bit closer to the sea than we are. Um, but certainly we, you know, we're, we're enjoying working here. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot more work here. You know, construction starting, access road construction has already started. Um, we are continuing to look at how we can get uh, those declines commenced uh, by about mid-October. Uh, so we're optimistic about that. And at the same time, we haven't, you know, we are still doing metallurgical test work like crazy. Um, and whilst we haven't um, finished that program of optimization and variability test work that we've been doing, it was quite an extensive program, uh, the initial results we're seeing are really positive. And, and so we might become a bit more silvery goldy than we, than we currently are. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I think we're finding a lot of support from Bosnian business for the project. Uh, there's a lot of interest in supplying the project and getting more involved. Um, in itself is really working to that sustainability angle that we're all so keen on, on pushing, uh, which is showing that, you know, there, this jurisdiction is one that is open for investment. This jurisdiction is a place where you can get things done. Um, and by doing that, we're also exposing a lot of Bosnian manufacturers and suppliers uh, to international markets, international rules around procurement, et cetera, anti-corruption, bribery. Uh, you know, we have our, um, our slavery policies, we have our carbon emissions policies. 
um, that are all being uh, effectively pushed down onto our supplier base. And, and I think people aren't, uh, you know, people are responding to it really well. Um, uh, you know, we've got, a, we've got a bit of work to do to get some of our costs down a little bit more. But overall, I think this project is doing exactly what we wanted it to do, which is going to provide good shareholder returns. It's going to have a positive and permanent legacy uh, on our local community and on and on the, uh, the natural environment around it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.